What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Of Sound Mind podcast. Uh, apologize if I sound a little quiet. My my throat started hurting this morning, and uh, it only makes sense because everybody in our house has been sick. So I uh, I'm sure I'm the last one to to get it. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to thank you guys for being patient with me. Uh, I know I haven't been putting out a lot of content as far as the podcast goes, but I fully intend to continue on with the podcast. Um, but just want to put some more stuff together, make sure I put, I'm putting out some good some good content. God's putting some good stuff in my heart, so um, stay tuned. More will come. But uh, as far as today's episode, I'm, I'm really, I was really humbled and actually really thankful for this conversation. Um, I have Donovan Jones with Called to Act podcast on here, and, and this conversation, man, I know this will will encourage you um, because it 100% encouraged me. So let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Of Sound Mind podcast. Today, I am joined by a very good friend of mine, uh, Donovan. How you doing, brother? I'm great. I'm great. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Um, Good Yeah, still a little... uh, Still a little chunky from the Christmas meals and <laughs> man, yeah. Tell me about it. All I did was eat all weekend long. Man. Yeah, man. No, um, Christmas was good though. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was full. You know, we've got big families on both sides, so it was Saturday stuff with my family, Sunday stuff with her family, and then Friday night. As soon as I got off work, I went and uh, we just had a baby. She actually is three months old today, Thank which is crazy. And so I went um, Friday night and got a tattoo for her on my, not, she didn't get a tattoo. I got a tattoo for her. And so <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a full weekend because I, I did that. You know, anytime you go get a tattoo, it takes, you know, several hours to get it done. Sure. And so get, got that knocked out. And then Saturday all day with my family, Sunday all day with her family, lots of good food, lots of good time with family. So it was, it was definitely, it was awesome, but it was like exhausting because right after that i'm like okay i gotta get home and go to sleep because i gotta get up and and go to work tomorrow so (laughs) but you know it was good how about y'all yeah no it was great man i was actually we were really blessed because um our daughter actually got sick and so we Mm. we went to um maybe one or two houses but ultimately the rest of our family came to our house on christmas day oh that's nice yeah so you know our daughter got to open up her gifts at our house and mm-hmm. got to do the same. So very blessed. Um, yeah, it's it good as always, though, you know, get to see family and, and yeah, stuff That's, like it's that. good, too, because your daughter, how old is she? She's little, right? Yeah, she's uh, she's 19 months. So a little. OK, little yeah. Too. So, yeah, you definitely if you can keep her in the house instead of getting out in the weather, you definitely want to do that. So that was yeah, that was definitely a blessing. Y'all were able to get that worked out. Absolutely. And, and plus here in Ohio. I don't know. Oh gosh. It was dude, it was like negative eighteen, I think, as we got to the oh, crap. wild. <laughs> and the roads were just atrocious. Oh yeah. So yeah, man, it was it's not good mm-hmm. for a little baby like that to be hauling around. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But well, cool, man. I'm glad to hear you had a good Christmas. Um but I, I just kinda want you to talk about yourself, uh talk about your ministry with called to act. Uh, just kind of, you know, let everybody know what it's about and what you're about and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me on. I've, I've been looking forward to this for a while and I'm excited. I'm, I'm Anytime that somebody has me come on their platform, you know, I don't take that lightly just because that's something that you have to really trust somebody to bring them on 
you know, because whenever you have a podcast, you're doing anything like creative, that's like your baby. So you're responsible with who comes on there. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on and speak, but yeah. Um, yeah, call to act my podcast. It really just started. Um, I, I guess kind of the birth of it was 2020. Um, but I really didn't even know it until this year, <laughs> just cause you know, you step back sometimes and you kind of look and see what the Lord has put in front of you. And you're like, okay, I see now why this happened and I see why that happened. And ultimately it led to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so in 2020, um, I just felt like the Lord was calling me to do more for him. And, um, I've, I've been a Christian since I was a little kid, didn't always live the best way that I should, you know, didn't always, uh, wasn't always the best father that I could have been. And I'm still, you know, we're all in the process of that. Wasn't the best husband that I always should have been. Yeah. Um, and so 2020, the Lord was really just working on my heart. It's like, dude, you need to kind of step up, you know, I'm, I'm putting a lot on you. And so like with that, you're going to have to give an account to me ultimately one day of all this stuff that I've given you to steward. Right. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I need to step up and change a couple things. And so, um, you know, we, starting with just the church we were going to, we had to change churches and, and, you know, we're plugged into a better church now, but then I just felt like the Lord was calling me to do more for him. And so I started a men's Bible study and, uh, we did that, um, for about, I'd say probably five or six months, something like that. And then, um, people started worrying a little bit more about COVID and stuff like that. People didn't want to get out during the week. And so it kind of fell apart for a little bit. And, um, we took a couple months off and then we changed it to Saturdays. And then we started doing that, um, the men's Bible study on Saturday mornings. And, uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying, like, I want you to do even more. And at that time, I was not somebody that ever made videos or had any idea about doing a podcast or anything like that. Nothing with YouTube. I'm not tech savvy at all. It's it's a miracle that I'm able to ever publish. And it's a miracle that we're connected right now just because I, can, I it's so hard for me to figure stuff out. And so that was never really my thing. And um, I drive a truck. I'm a truck driver. I've been driving for seven years now. And um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so I listened to a podcast by this professor from Lipscomb University. Um, his name is Rob Touchstone. And he was b basically breaking down the book of Luke. And, and in his podcast, he was always talking about this app Anchor, where you can go and create your own podcast. And at that time, like I said, I felt like the Lord was calling me to do more, and I just didn't really know what it was. And so I was like praying to him, asking him, like, what do you want me to do? And um, so from then, I'm listening to this podcast by Rob Touchstone. And I told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to make an Instagram page where it's just like a faceless account. You know, like I'm not going to put my face on there. I'm not going to put my name, anything like that, just because you know, I'm not somebody that gets behind a microphone or anything like that. I'm just going to put up Bible verses or like little uh, motivational or like encouragement, you know, stuff like that, just to kind of encourage people. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to do that and it gets to the final, you know, little sign up login page or whatever for the Instagram account. And then it wouldn't go through. And so I was like, okay, what's the deal? And so I, like I said, I'm not tech savvy. So I try to get my wife to figure it out. And she's like, well, I don't know what, this is weird. I don't know why it's doing that. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll try again in a couple of days. So I waited a couple of days, tried it again. It wouldn't go through. And so I'm like praying. I'm like, God, what's the deal? Like, why are you, you know, why are you blocking me from doing this? I'm trying to do this for you. What's going on? And um, so I'm like praying. And then at that time, I was really also trying to seek out as much as I could about Jesus. And I was like trying to find all these podcasts. And, and there wasn't really a whole lot out there that I could relate to. And like, I felt like it was something that was interesting but also at the same time didn't seem cheesy or corny you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
And so I just felt like the Lord placed it on my heart. Like you need to stop looking for this stuff and like create it yourself. Hmm. And I was like, that's not me. Like I, that, I'm not that type of person. And I'm listening to this podcast by Rob Touchstone. I keep hearing him talk about anchor. It's a free app. You can create a podcast, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, God, that's not, this, this can't be what you're trying to tell me to do. Right. And so I'm like praying about it. I'm like, nah, that's not it. And so I'm at work one morning and my sister texts me and I had not even said anything to my wife or anybody. And my sister texts me. She goes, I think you should start a podcast. <laughs> and so I still got the message. Like, I'm never going to delete it, you know? And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, like, this is what you want me to do. So I started the podcast that weekend. And, um, at, at that time I was in the book, I was reading in the book of Acts and first, uh, verse in chapter one of Acts, it says, Luke says, I'm writing to you on behalf of all that Jesus had began to do. And I was like, wait, began to do like Jesus said, it is finished on the cross. So what does he mean began to do? And then I'm like, oh, okay. He's talking about like, Jesus finished his part. So now it's like up to us to pick up the torch up to us to like, it says in the Bible, pick up our cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, we all have specific talents. We all have unique abilities. Like this is what the Lord's calling me to do. And and then also, if you look in Acts chapter four, verse 13, it talks about how Peter and um, John were in the synagogue and the people could tell because of the way they spoke with boldness that they had been with Jesus. They were common, uneducated men, but they spoke with boldness because they had been with Jesus. And I was like, okay, Jesus, like I'm a common dude, like I'm an uneducated dude, like in terms of like, I didn't go to college or anything like that. But if this is what you're calling me to do, like give me the boldness to do it and I'm going to do it. And so I know that was kind of like a long way around, but that's kind of like the whole backstory behind it. And then the Lord just blessed it from there. And it's it's really been something that's just been amazing to kind of look back and see the growth. Mm -hmm. That is awesome, man. And, and, you know, like that was one thing that I also struggled with um, as well is with starting this. Like I, I don't have any special qualities about me. Like yeah. I'm a pretty normal guy. Like I live a very, I don't want to say plain, but I guess it's kind of a plain normal life. Like I've never, um, like I, I guess I'm in the military, but I'm, I've never deployed overseas. I wasn't, mm-hmm. a, you know, a sniper, anything crazy where I could have a huge testimony. But that's that's the kind of stuff that God uses. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing, and I think a lot of people feel that way, and and the Lord kind of dealt with me that way too, because that's kind of how I felt. It's like. Nobody, and I didn't even tell anybody until I want to say like the 14th or 15th episode that I was a truck driver. I never said it on the show because I was, I was embarrassed. I was like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to want to listen to a truck driver talk about God. Like, what does he know? You know, and the devil does such a good job of planting those doubts in our head to try to make us think like nobody's going to want to listen to you. So you just need to shut up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even if every podcast, if I do one from, you know, for the rest of my life and it only impacts one person. Like it says in Luke chapter 15, like Jesus always leaves the 99 for the one. So like, if I'm not going to do everything that I can for just that one person, you know what I'm saying? Like shame on me because we all have something that we can, can give and impact somebody else positively for the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. We all have something to offer, especially, yeah, especially if it's, if it's for the glory of God, I, I, mm-hmm that that's so that actually leads me to um the question that we kind of talked about a little bit you know have there been times with your call to ag ministry where you felt like giving up yeah like i'll kind of elaborate a little bit more too um 
you know, where you, you feel like you're not getting a lot of interaction. You don't really feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're touching people's hearts. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, podcasts are weird because like you said, there's not a ton of interaction. And when you put stuff out, you're like, okay, it, like, is anybody checking this out? And, and if they are checking this out, like, what, what do they think about it? Cause I'm not hearing anything back, you know? <laughs> <I'm telling> me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're not getting that immediate gratification. Like if you're speaking in front of people or, you know, talking like conversing back and forth, like we're doing right now, mm-hmm. like you're getting that instant feedback. And with a podcast is something completely different. And so there in those times, I think the devil does a good job of the closer that we get to God, the more he's trying to come at us and trying to throw those thoughts in our head. Like what you're doing isn't making a difference. Like he's, he, that he puts that on my mind all the time. Like, dude, you just need to stop because like what you're doing, all you're doing is embarrassing yourself. Like this isn't helping anybody. This isn't touching anybody. This isn't affecting anybody. You just need to stop. You're wasting your time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for me, um, there's never been a time that I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit. There's been times that I've thought, is this helping anybody? But the biggest thing for me is I have four kids and my son, he's four years old. And there's been so many times where I'll come in my room and I'll open my laptop and he snuck into my room and got my microphone and started talking about his podcast (laughs) or like, he'll talk about like Jesus loves you or something like that. And so like, for me, I don't know what the Lord has in store for him. Like I pray that the Lord uses him in a mighty way, but I don't know. But what I'm doing right now, it might not be something that reaches hundreds of millions of people, but it could be planting a seed to where he does something big when he gets older. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's like, for me, I'm like, maybe I'm not going to reach millions, but maybe I can have an impact on somebody that's going to reach more people than I could have even imagined. Yeah. And whatnot, you know, a better person than your son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. So for me, there, there's definitely a lot of times where I'm like, I don't think this is helping anybody, but at the same time, I'm like, I know that he's at least seeing this, you know, and it puts that on me too. Like whatever I say on my podcast or whatever I post on my Instagram, like I got to live it out because he sees the dude behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I'm trying to raise my, my kids the right way, trying to teach them about the things of God and, and just trying to be the best parent that I could be like, I got to live out the stuff that I'm saying on social media and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of just takes it to another level. Yeah. And I like the accountability factor that, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, because when times get tough, when, when you, you find yourself, you know, kind of in a, in a fog, um, you kind of have to look back at what you have said yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell these people to, if I'm going to encourage these people the way that, you know, God is kind of leading me to, I, I got to, yeah. that I'm, I'm staying true to that as well. Um, well, it's, it's, fu- I don't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's just yeah. funny that you said that because there was actually just a couple of weeks ago, I, um, I was kind of in a place where I was feeling like maybe I'm not on the right path. Like, feeling just kind of stuck like lord what like what's the end game here like what's going on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um just like feeling like what i'm doing isn't helping anybody or impacting anybody and um so i literally wrote i journal every night when i read you know the bible 
And so I was like journaling and, and literally I'll, I'll write prayers and stuff like that. And so I wrote like, Lord, I feel like I'm lost in this moment. Like what, where am I going right now? Like, what is the plan? Like, is this the way that I'm supposed to be going or am I just kind of tripping? You know what I mean? Like tripping. And, <laughs> and, uh, so I was, I don't read full chapters anymore because I feel like for me, it got to a place where, okay, I have to read this full chapter. And it's like, God didn't die on the cross for us to check off a box saying that we read a full chapter every night. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to read with the intention of like getting something out of it. So there are times where I'll just read like three or four verses. And if I get to that fourth verse and it sticks out to me, I'll just read it over like the whole, you know, four verses over and over again, like pray, like, Lord, what is it you're trying to show me in this moment? And so I literally wrote those words down, like, Lord, I'm lost in this moment, not sure if I'm on the right path. And then I'm like, okay, time for me to read. So I looked back to see where I had left off the night before. And it was in Matthew chapter six, I believe it's verse 33, where it talks about, don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Like consider the lilies of the field, like they don't work for their beauty, but Solomon and all of his glory weren't as beautiful as these. And then it was like, but seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. And so I was like thinking about that. I'm like, dang, Lord, like I'm literally just writing this down. And then you smack me in the face with this verse and basically telling me, like, why are you worried about tomorrow? Like, do everything that you can for the kingdom right now. And I'm going to take care of your tomorrow, you know. And so I was just like, OK, like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because, you know, you just threw this at me right now. So let's do it. Let's do everything we can for the kingdom today. Wow. Wow, man, that that's actually really encouraging um, because so, you know, we talked a little bit before uh, we recorded this uh, mm-hmm. and God kind of put on my heart uh, persistence. Yeah. And the reason I feel like for that, he kind of revealed to me was I, I'm actually kind of right now in that same boat. Mm hmm. Um, haven't been recording a lot of episodes uh i actually was on somebody else's podcast i won't i won't say whose it was but i man i was just i was stumbling over my words mm-hmm. i was just not in it, in it at that moment and uh it, it kind of set me back a little bit yeah I, it just kind of shook my my confidence and 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 stuff like that and so you know i've just kind of taken a step back from the page and the podcast and um, I've, I've noticed how I, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the word every night. I'm mm-hmm. the word every other night. And I'm, I'm, you know, my, my confidence has been shaken. And, yeah. um, so it was just, it's really weird. <laughs> God's got a really awesome sense of humor, I, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, with tonight, um, some of the stuff that I was researching, I kind of was looking in James, uh, actually just chapter one mm-hmm. where, you know, he kind of talks about, and I'm going to paraphrase, but yeah, encountering trials, uh, mm-hmm. your faith, uh, it produces endurance, you know, and um, <laughs> I've definitely been tested these past these past couple of weeks. And um, I, I feel as though I, I've failed a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just I feel like that's that's normal. Um, I to 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 kind of go through, you know, weird fogs like that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's there's got to be a victory somewhere within the, the lines here, um, you know, because here we are talking tonight about this kind of stuff. And yeah, um, I don't know, man, what, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I think that's I think it's awesome that you're 
like comfortable enough to like be vulnerable and open up about that kind of thing. Because I think just that right there um, can give somebody like almost permission to be like, okay, it's okay for me to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Because so oftentimes the devil does a good job, especially with men making them feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. And so these conversations are really important because like it says, I, I can't remember if it's in first or second Timothy, but Paul talks about how we're supposed to lift each other up in prayer. We're basically supposed to be checking on each other because we're all going through the same trials and the lie that the enemy puts in our brain and in our minds, he puts that seed that nobody else is going through this. And the moment that you open up your mouth, people are going to think you're less than right. People are going to think that you're not any good, that you don't know what you're talking about, that you can't handle this stuff because you are struggling with, with, with whatever it is. But the reality is like, we're all fallen. Like we're all broken. We're all messing up all the time, but it's just like, and I think the devil does. And, and the Lord really put that on my heart really just yesterday the devil does such a good job of reminding us of the times that we failed instead of how far that we have actually come. Because that's one thing that's been really helpful for me journaling is I was in that place. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm having any kind of growth here. Like I'm not feeling it. And then I go back and look at what I wrote six months ago. And I'm like, dang, Lord, you have really brought me a long ways. And like, if you look in Proverbs, it talks about a righteous man falleth seven times but gets back up again. And Galatians 6, 9 talks about, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says that um, never grow weary in doing good because what you sow, you will reap in time if you do not give up. And that's the key right there. Like we look at like society, just some of the, the things that society says, like practice makes perfect or, you know, different things like that. And these are all like principles from the Bible, you know, and, and, society does a, a way of like twisting it in our minds to seem like it's just like just some kind of throwaway type phrase, right? Just a cliche thing. But it's like, no, this is biblical stuff. Like the Lord is telling us in the word, if you don't give up what you're going to sow, you will reap. You know, it might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. It might not be five years from now. It might be 10 years from now. You know, you might, it might be through somebody else. Like in my case, it could be through my son or in your case, it could be through your daughter or you know, somebody that you come in contact with work. I mean, you, but these things that are written in the Bible, these are not like things that might happen. Like these are promises. So like if we stay consistent and we stay diligent, you will reap what you sow. But the key is that don't give up that keep going. Even if you put out an episode and you're like, man, this thing sucks. Or you put out a post and you're like, man, that's horrible. It's like, keep going, keep grinding because everything that you put out is for somebody. God doesn't let anything go by the wayside. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And, you know, I feel like that's I feel like that's the consensus of most men these days in general, because like you like we were talking about earlier, that instant gratification that can yeah. applied to our faith, you know, our walk. Yeah. Like I, you're not giving me what I want right now, God. And mm. So, you know, I whatever, dude, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to do the things I do, because obviously what I'm doing now isn't working. Yeah. So, um, and, and that, I'm not saying that was necessarily my mindset. It's more so like just a discouragement, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, I know that there are people that listen to you and me who, who do I, not necessarily depend on us, but they, 
they're, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of, they have the presence of the Holy Spirit, I, I guess, when, when, when we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I have people all the time ask me, like, dude, when are you going to put out a new episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. I've been waiting, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I get it. I get it. But I'm just kind of going through something right now. Um, yeah. And but going back to what I was saying, that's just kind of the consensus of most men, I feel like, is that that instant gratification isn't given. So there's this this kind of fallback that happens, um, mm-hmm. this lack of desire to be persistent. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't remember what it was exactly. Um, it was talking about how. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, let me go back to what I what we were talking about. How you you said I was I was vulnerable. Uh, I heard yeah. heard this thing. I think it was a post. Maybe I was listening to, but this guy said, you know, if there's things that you're struggling with, uh, maybe temptations or mm-hmm. things like the things I'm struggling with with um, my confidence. Um, yeah. Bring it to the light. Mm-hmm. Um, actually in, in tribe with pursue man, pursuit of manliness. And yeah, that's, that's one of the things I love about those zoom calls, man, is how vulnerable men are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's so much power behind that. And that's kind of the point with community, you know, yeah, speak those things out and bring it to the light so that, you know, um, cause we, we need each other to, to lift each other up. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's when we're alone, um, cause that's kind of what I've done. I'm not trying to make this about me. I apologize, but no, no, dude, you're good. This is good. This is for somebody. I mean, it's just the, the, the stories that we're telling right now, the things that we're going through, like it's, it's not unique to us. And like, that's the, that's one of the lies from the enemy is he tries to, like I said earlier, try to make you feel like you're alone, but like the struggles that you're going through right now, there's, there's so many people that are going through the same thing. And, and the words that you're saying they're like, yeah, I'm going through this right now. So like what, you know, keep going, keep, keep flowing. Yeah, man. Um, and I, you know, what the enemy has done to me lately is just kind of secluded me. Um, mm-hmm. that's for me personally, that's, that's one of his greatest weapons against me is seclusion. Yeah. Um, because I already don't have a lot of, uh, men near me, like within the same zip code that are godly men. Right. Um, you know, pretty much every every guy that I work with, um, t- typically the people I'm around, they're not godly. I'm um, mm-hmm. kind of on an island. But then I come here to this and there are men all over the place. There mm-hmm. are, you know, all these accounts, you, um, Justin, all these guys yeah. right, who just who are on fire. And I, I know that I can you know, spill my, spill my heart out and you guys would, would, you know, speak with me and have something to say about it. Um, but there's, it's just, it's something weird, man. I, I seclude myself. I, I don't answer texts. I I don't Mm -hmm. make, I don't make posts. I don't read the word. It's, it's all these things that the enemy uses against me, man. And I'm actually really glad that, that we decide that this conversation is happening now because, um, it's kind of brought me back up to a place where um, my confidence is, is good. And, and the Lord's speaking to me, uh, speaking through me with this. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, I don't know. 
Yeah, I you know I hear what you're saying. It's 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 definitely tough. Like the the closer that you get to God, and the more that you're trying to do for God, the bigger the target gets on your back, and the more that the enemy tries to throw at you, and the more he tries to distract you. And the thing about it is, if you can, if he can get you to that point where he can take a minute from you, you know he's going to take five, he's going to take an hour, he's going to take a day, and his mission from the time that you wake up is he wants to try to get you distracted all day long. Because there are so many moments throughout your day that you can have a positive impact on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if he can get you, if you wake up and you're a coffee drinker and you go to get your morning coffee and you don't have any at the house or you go to Dunkin' Donuts, they don't have the flavor of coffee you want. That's what he wants because he wants you, okay, automatically right off the bat, I'm frustrated. Yeah. And then I get to work and I'm, I'm somebody, you know, I'm just speaking like, for instance here, like say I'm somebody that um, struggles with cussing. Then, then I get to work and I say, you know, okay, you know what? I'm not going to cuss today. I'm not going to cuss, but I didn't have my coffee. And then I cuss and I'm like, okay, crap. So, okay. So that's strike two. And then, you know, it just builds throughout the day. And then throughout the day, you're passing moments by where you could have been used for the kingdom. And so like, that's what the Lord's really been putting on my heart is just like intentionality, like live every moment intentionally, because what the devil wants to try to get us to do as well is if he can get you to take moments away he wants you to get stuck in that cycle to where you say, okay, today is already a bust. I already failed today. I'll just try again tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes and there's a whole nother set of difficulties coming at you. So it's just like, like I said earlier, that verse in Matthew, like seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Like understand that these things that seem like they're piling on you, um, they're not as big as we actually think they are. You know, mm-hmm. the enemy blows them up in our mind to seem like they're so much bigger. But when you look at like the price that Jesus paid for us, like the things that we go through is nothing in this life. And like, for instance, like this past weekend, like I get up pretty early for work. And like, when I say I get up early for work, I get up at like three or 4 AM to go to work. And so um, I don't get a whole lot of sleep just because, you know, we got four kids and, you know, want to spend time with my wife. I work a lot in the podcast and everything like that. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm just trying to like, tell you the story here so like this past weekend like i said at the beginning like it was really busy with christmas stuff and toward the end of christmas night um i was just kind of being um uh trying to think of the right word to say here just sulky whining complaining because i'm like dude i'm exhausted already we had stuff to do last weekend so i didn't get any rest last weekend and this weekend we've been going nonstop. So it's like, this week is going to suck at work, you know? And like, I was already putting that in my head. Like, this is going to suck. Like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad mood because of it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like getting to that point and I was like, God, like, and, and I started watching, um, uh, the chosen, uh, the newest episode that came out. I think it was episode three of season three. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was kind of focusing on, like the whole episode was just focusing on Jesus, like just kind of the weight that had to have been on his shoulders as he's walking through his time here on earth, knowing ultimately he was going to have to die on a cross when it came to the end of his time here on earth. And it's like him knowing that the whole way. And one thing that I learned not that long ago from my pastor is, um, you know how when the people came to Jesus and they asked him, um, do we need to pay taxes? And he's like, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God's what is God's. Um, One of the things that those taxes paid for was crucifixion. 
So Jesus was telling the people, yeah, go ahead and pay your taxes, but this is going to kill me. Right. Wow. And, and you look at that and you look at those kind of moments where he didn't get distracted from his mission. If you look at Hebrews four 15, it talks about, we don't have a high priest um, that has not like uh, faced the things that we've faced in this life. So it's like, when you really look at that and you understand, like he was telling the people pay for what is going to kill me, him knowing what he was going to have to go through. And yet he's still washing Judas's feet. Like, what am I talking about that I am going to be too tired this week? Like, get like, get real, like, wake up. Like, what, what am I talking about? And and I had to go apologize to my wife and kids and stuff like, sorry, you know, I was in a bad, I was just, but you know, and, and life can get that way sometimes. I'm not saying that we just need to go around happy all the time. Like there's going to be things in life that suck, but it's like trying to stay focused on like Jesus, trying to stay focused on like the price that he paid for us and to look at the way he lived his life. And be like, okay, I know my walk is not going to be perfect, obviously, but I have to try to strive to live like him the best way that I possibly can. And I know I'm going to fall. Proverbs says that. Like like I said earlier, a righteous man falls seven times, but get back up again. So it's like, I know I'm going to fall throughout my way, but I'm going to keep going. Even if I'm just at the point right now where all I can do is crawl, like I'm going to crawl until I'm able to get back up and he's going to be with me the whole time. Yeah, that that goes back to... Um, you know, finding joy as we go through trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? The testing of our, uh, I forget the verse. I know you said it a second ago, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the testing of our faith that builds endurance or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's heavy stuff because life is extremely hard, but it is, um, it, it's a blessing to know that Jesus can tell us and Jesus can speak to all these things that we're going through. Because like, if you look at moments where you're like, say you don't have anything to eat, you're like, I'm starving. Well, look at his time. And if you look in one, it's one of the first four books of Luke, like he's hungry in the wilderness. And that's when the, you know, Satan came to him and tried to tempt him and everything like that. Um, He was at the point of getting ready to go be killed. All his friends deserted him and left him. Even when he's in the garden of, of Gethsemane praying, literally stressed out to the point where, He's bleeding, you know, sweating drops of blood. And he goes out there to see if his friends are praying with him and they're out there knocked out. They're asleep. And so it's like he can literally speak to every moment because he walked on this earth and he went through these things, these trials, these these temptations that we're having to go through. And he was able to do it without sinning and pay that ultimate price for us. So it's like when you look at that, I know it's easier said than done because it's like, it's hard to keep that in the forefront of your mind all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like just trying to be like intentional with every moment. And it gets easier and easier, you know, as you go, because it, it, it's a whole mindset change. You know, Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 12. He's like, uh, um, what is it be transformed by the renewing of your mind? So it's like a daily renewal, like you have to wake up intentionally saying, okay, this is the way that I'm going to go about today. I'm not worried about what happened yesterday. I can't change what happened yesterday, but the Lord's mercy and the Lord's grace is renewed every single day. And I'm going to try to walk in it the best that I can today. Not worried about tomorrow, not worried about yesterday. I'm just living right now in this moment. Yeah. And and I also, I love the the description of, you know, moments before Jesus's crucifixion, like he, I, I, like he was scared, 
right? Right. He, he was sweating blood. And I'm pretty sure there's a scientific term behind that, mm-hmm. that you, there's, you're so fearful that there, you literally start sweating blood from your pores. Yeah. Um, even prayed, you know, take this cup from me. And, exactly. Um, he continued on with it. And I can barely sit down for 15 minutes and read a couple verses from the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, Oh yeah. Because I'll oh, just, because I've just had a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, it's so interesting to me how us as humans, us as people, we just, we just so easily can falter because, um, you know, but I love that, you know, we, when we have the, um, the Holy spirit in us, um, that we continue to be persistent, even when we don't want to be, mm-hmm. there's so much power that can come from that. You know, it, like, like you said before, you, you're just a truck driver, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're just a truck driver. So how, how could I possibly have any, um, anything to give to this world? Um, you know, the answer is we really don't, um, you know, we, that's why we have to, to rely on Christ and rely on the Holy spirit to work in us to, so that we can do, uh, you know, do great things through. through. Well, I mean, look at the people that he chose to follow him. They were just fishermen. Like they were, tax collectors, people that nobody else considered worthy of any kind of ministry. And he's like, nah, these are the dudes that I'm going to have go to the, you know, the ends of the world teaching and proclaiming, you know, the, the year of Jubilee, like that I'm here. And so it's just like, it just shows you that there is a job for all of us to be done. Doesn't matter what your title is. God doesn't see title. You know, God doesn't see position. God sees your heart. And he sees like, if this person is willing to submit themselves to me and willing to do a work for me, like I'm going to bless that. Like he tells us that in the word, like if you're faithful with a little, then he's going to bless you with more, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just trying to stay faithful, trying to stay focused on that. And the thing about it is, is like, I might be a truck driver. Somebody might work at McDonald's. Somebody might work at Burger King. Somebody might be like in your case, like in the army or whatever. And there are people in your life that you, you and you alone will, will be the only voice that can reach that person you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's like i feel like the lord puts a unique um um calling on all of our lives to be that voice to trying to think of the, the right way to word it like there's just there's a specific niche group that only your voice would be able to reach like something that you could say is going to ring different with certain people than it would if I said it, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like kind of understanding that too. And it just goes back to that, like intentionality Mm. is it's like understanding that what if in this moment I say something and it's the only form of the gospel that this person's going to, like, it's going to click with this person, Mm. you know? And so it's like, you know, not letting your circumstances, like maybe you're having a bad day, keep you from saying something that you feel like, the Holy Spirit is placing on your heart in that moment because there's just so much, so much that the Lord blesses us with. And we just like take it for granted, you know, just that responsibility to like you were talking about earlier, how we're kind of like, um, I'm not like, we're not responsible for each other, but we're responsible like to each other, you know? And so just trying to, trying to live that out and just trying to, like I said, just be intentional, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So 
I have a story, um, just something that happened recently. So I, I'm a recruiter for the Army National Guard, and mm-hmm. um, I've been a recruiter since 2019. And after the first year, <laughs> COVID hit, all these things mm-hmm. happened, right? And I hated the job. Yeah. Right. I, it, I just, I, I came to work every day and I came home and I was just numb. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was just this unrealistic expectation that they had in us trying to, you know, like, well, everything's weird right now, but figure it out. Mm. And so, you know, I had one foot out the door on this job at all times, like anything that I, that would come up, um, like I would be willing to take it. And mm-hmm. for three years, nothing came up. And still complaining just every day, coming home, complaining to my wife. Yeah. Uh, one opportunity finally came. And this was, I'd say, about a month ago. Um, and I was offered a job. They set up an interview. I got the job. I showed up to the job. And uh, I thought that, like, this is great. This, this environment is great. This is where I want to be. I need to leave recruiting for my, my, my mental sake, sake, all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, it ended up being, there was a situation where they told us we would make a certain amount and then we, I, it ended up that I would only make this much and it was way less than we made. Mm. And, uh, so me and my wife sat down and she was like, look, if you continue to stay at this job, um, we're, it's going to not, it's not going to be good. Like yeah. probably going to have to move in with my grandma, all these things. Right. Mm. And it mm-hmm. stressed out. Um, it, we actually, um, my, my wife is a stay at home mom. And yeah. we want our daughter to be homeschooled, all these things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And she said, that's going to have to go away. You know, mm. um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go to work and she's going to have to go to daycare. And I didn't want that. So I read mm-hmm. the army recruiting. I said, <laughs> and I didn't leave on the best terms. Oh gosh. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I threw my red <laughs> and I deuced out. I was like, see you guys. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God. It, and actually, let me go back a little bit. So I walked around my house. No one was home. It was just me. I was praying out loud to God because I was so desperate. Like I just had been at my wits end with this job. Right. Yeah. God, get me out of recruiting, please. Mm. I will do whatever you want me to do. And, um, you know, if, the, if this job is where you want me to be, then let me get this job. And then I got the interview. But anyways, fast forwarding back. Um, so I quickly realized with the, with the financial situation and stuff, we, we wouldn't be able to do it. So I asked recruiting, will you take me back? And they were mm-hmm. like, sure, we'll take you back. And I got the job back. And something that God revealed to me in that was, first of all, getting into recruiting, it, it, took, it took a lot. I had to go through an interview and they had mm-hmm. to me and I had to go through all this stuff, a five week long schooling, all this stuff. And, um, but something that God revealed to me was, you know, I put you here for a reason right now. Are you going to trust me? You know what I mean? Like I, I mm-hmm. let you out of it. I let you see what was in store. If you, if you left. Yeah. And then I got you back in here. Now, are you going to trust me through this? Mm-hmm. It was so humbling, man, because, and I told my wife over and over, like, I, I'm, I'm going to have a different perspective coming into this job again. Um, yeah, I got new leadership. I got in a new area, all this good stuff. And to be intentional, um, it, it's, it's, that's why I say it's funny that you brought that up because, 
um, just in the past week or two that I've, I've been back into recruiting in this new area. Um, I've just been trying to be intentional with, with the people that I speak to the way I speak, because it military man, um, <laughs> we we're really, we have really bad mouths and that's actually something that I've yeah. is, is my mouth because for the past, you know, 12 years, I've just, just cursed, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that I've been trying to be intentional with, but I'm just, I, I haven't figured it out yet. But I'm just I'm letting God kind of reveal to me over time why yeah. I'm where I'm at here with this job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it but that's what I'm getting at, man, is it's so amazing how the places that God will take us um, mm-hmm. so that we can stop and be like, OK, God, you know what? I trust you. Um, I trust you through this and and I'm going to be intentional with this. And so, yeah, man, Um yeah crazy journey but it's 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 amazing what what god will will reveal to us oh yeah yeah it's it it goes back to like he has a plan and purpose for everything in our life even when it doesn't seem that way and like i know what you mean because i think a lot of times as human beings we have that like okay god i'm submitted to you like i want to be used by you so like what's next (laughs) and then we're not focusing on he's like i've got you where you need to be right now so like you need to be working for me right now, but it's like no, God, I don't want that. Yeah, and then that not- takes it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want this. I want something bigger. I want something better. I want more recognition, or I want you know more money, more home time, whatever the case may be. And he and and so oftentimes he's like, I have you where you're at for a reason. It's like you need to just trust me, like you said. That that goes back to like full being fully submitted to him. Yeah. It's like, are you just saying that you're fully submitted to him? Or are you saying, I'm submitted to you up to a point where you need to do like what I'm saying? And it takes it from a place where we're saying, God, I'm submitted to you. And then it puts it like almost to the point where like we're God in our life because we're saying, no, God, what you're saying isn't what is needed. What's needed is what I feel like needs to happen or I feel like I need to be. And that's when God, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, he can he can find a way to humble you pretty quickly. And you kind of got to be careful with that, too, because sometimes in order for us to listen, because we are so stubborn as human beings, is you have to fall really low because he knows that the only way he's going to be able to get to you is at that lowest point of desperation where you're saying, OK, God, now what do I need to do? Because all my other I've exhausted all my other attempts to get out of where I'm supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's like and if you look at the Bible the Bible really has a story and a, an, an, an answer for every single thing in our life. Well, like as you were talking, I was just thinking about Jonah because it's like he, you know, I'm sure Jonah was submitted to God, like how we're saying right now, like, Lord, we're, we're praying to be submitted to you. I'm sure he had that prayer. And when God told him to go to Nineveh, he's like, okay, now, nah, you know, I'm out on that. Like I was submitted to you to a certain extent, but I'm out. Right. And, it, you know, God had to get him to that point where, you know, he's in the belly of the fish for three days and he's like, OK, are you going to listen to me now, now that you're at this lowest point in your life? And he's like, OK, yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to fully submit to you this time. But sometimes it has to get that way and it sucks. You don't want it to get to that point. But there is a reason for wherever you are at in your life right now. You know what I'm saying? Like there are there are no mistakes. There was a grand plan behind all of this. If you look in the word, there's so many times throughout Scripture where it says like, before the foundations of the earth were laid, X, Y, and Z has already happened. So it's like the path has already been set out before us. It's just up to us to walk it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how are you going to walk it? Are you going to walk it 
fully submitted to him, walking hand in hand with like the Holy Spirit on your way? Or are you going to try to say, no, I need to be God in my life and I need to try to chase after this because this is what is going to bring me happy, happiness and fulfillment. And that's what I need in my life. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Hmm. That's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. It's, I mean, it's something that I've struggled with in my, my own life too. Cause yeah. there, you know, there's times where I, I, I never wanted to be a truck driver. You know, mm. it was, it was just one of those things where I met my wife when I was 20. Actually, I had just turned 21. I met her the week after I turned 21. And, um, I was like, okay, I know I'm going to marry this girl. So I have to do something where I can make, you know, money to provide for a family. And, you know, at that time I was working at like Papa John's or something. And I'm like, you know, I can't do this forever. And, uh, so I went and got my CDL and it was, it's just one of those things where there's so many times where I can complain about it. And because this was never something that I was interested in doing, but it ha- the Lord had to get me to a place in my own life where I'm like, okay, like we live in a decent house. We live in a house big enough to have six people living in it. <laughs> you know, we have two cars that are paid for, you know, we're not hungry. The kids, you know, they have clothes they're able to do activities. You know, they're my wife. We're, she's blessed enough to be a stay at home mom like your wife. So shout out to all the stay at home moms. And she homeschools our kids. Wow. So it's like I'm sitting here complaining about something. And the Lord's like, I've literally given you the opportunity, you know, to provide for your family. Yeah, it wasn't in a way that you would have intended for it to be. But like I've given you a brain to be able to figure out how to do these things that you never wanted to do or never imagined that you would do. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. obviously driving a truck isn't glamorous, but I, I never would have imagined that I would have been able to figure out all the different things that I've been able to drive over the last seven years. And it's just like, okay, Lord. Yeah. I, I never wanted to be a truck driver, but thank you for allowing me to be able to have a job to, I can provide for my family, you know, that I was able to figure this stuff out and that I'm actually good at what I do, you know? And it's, it's not something that I want to do forever, mm. but I, I've gotten to that place where I'm like, okay, Lord, I truly am submitted to you. If this is what you have for me the rest of my life, give me a peace. Don't let me be restless in the truck. Like, give me a peace to understand, like, this is your will for my life and use me however I need to be used where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that it, because I, I absolutely, and if you disagree with this, that's, I understand, but I absolutely hate the saying, if, if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Because work is, man. And how about you change it to, if you choose to love what you do, yeah, you won't work a day in your life because, yeah. you know, for, for us, uh, we do believe in Christ and mm-hmm. our work that we do isn't always glamorous and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it for the glory of God. Um, we don't do it so that, and we do it to provide for our family. We do it because we must not because, you know, I I absolutely just love what I do all the time. It's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time, but it's, you're staying obedient and you're staying committed to working hard, right. Mm -hmm. Showing up and kind of putting a little bit of effort in here, Mm -hmm. but fully committed to the work that God has given you the ability to work, right. Exactly. Um, that's so important. And I feel like a lot of men miss that these days. Mm -hmm. They're searching for that thing that they love to do. And if that thing that they love to do is, I don't know, playing video games, um, or flipping burgers, right? Yeah. You know, it's not, maybe not the most glamorous thing, but as long as you 
as long as you, um, you know, you, you stay committed and you stay obedient to the Lord. I, I feel like it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your title is. Um, mm-hmm. it's God is going to use that in some way. Oh yeah. So, yeah. My, mindset is so important because it's like, if you choose to live your life, like with a kingdom mindset, if you choose to live your life saying like we go going back to that word intentionality again, like being intentional of I'm going to try to be used by God today, mm-hmm. then you're going to find joy, you know, throughout the day, like it says, and I think it's first uh, Thessalonians five sixteen. It's like 5, 16 through 18 or 15 through 17, where it says like, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And um, I feel like there was a verse in there about joy, but it's just that, that constant, that doesn't mean you're like just praying all the time, but it's just little moments throughout your day. Like, thank you, Lord, that I'm able to even move around right now. Thank you that I have activity to my limbs. Thank you that I'm not, you know, um, somebody that's stuck in a bed. Thank you that I'm not you know, whatever it is, like we have so much to be thankful for. And going back to like the enemy putting stuff in your head, like he could do such a good job and I'm not blaming things on the devil, but he does try to distract us. And I heard a quote the other day and I thought it was so good. Um, I can't remember who said it. I wish I could, so I can give him credit, but it said, um, the only power that the enemy has is the power that we give him. So when you wake up every morning with that mindset of like, I'm going to be used by God today, even if it is just smiling at somebody in the gas station, you know what I'm saying? Or asking them how they're doing or whatever it is. You don't got to go around thumping the Bible at people. But if you live your life with that joy and with in that victory of understanding like the price that Jesus paid for me, I am living in victory because he has, has given me life. Like it says in Galatians chapter five, it says, like um, for freedom, Christ came to set us free. So don't be tied down to the yoke of slavery. So like, don't be tied down to depression. Don't be tied down to, I wish I had this. Don't be tied down to anything that's going to hold you back from being free and walking in that freedom that Christ has given us. Like we've been bought with a price. So like walk in it and live with it because he's given it to us and he's given it to us freely. Mm. So it's like, I think as Christians too, we can have such a complex of like, oh, life is so hard. He tells us in the word, like, in this life, there's going to be trials and tribulations. The world's going to hate us, this and that. But it's like, yeah, he does tell us that in this life, there's going to be trials and tribulations. But he also says in that verse that I'm going to be with you the whole way. And also I'm going to provide a way of escape. And it's like, I'm going to be with you always, even to the end of the world. Like that's what he told his disciples in the end of Matthew. I think it's like 28 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, life is going to be hard, but it doesn't stop there. Like he is with you the whole way. Live in joy, live in the victory that he's given you because that like I said earlier, the road has already been laid out for you. You just have to choose to walk in it. It's that choice every day that I'm not going to live in a negative space. Like I'm going to try the best that I can to live positively, like live for him, live in victory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, man, um, I, I feel like we've, so I sent you that final question that I want to ask, but I feel like we've, we've covered that question yeah you know um i'll I'll go ahead and and ask it though um but just so we can kind of close and recap yeah um, maybe some final encouraging words um but it it, it, mostly you know when we're obedient like we're talking about in the calling Mm -hmm. that the lord has given us it's going to cost us great Mm -hmm. right that's ultimately cost us um but, you know, what encouragement do you have for, for men being obedient in their calling, but maybe discouraged by the suffering or cost 
that comes with it. And like I said, if we've kind of touched on a lot of that. So I mean, yeah. if there's anything you want to maybe close on to kind of capitalize on that or just maybe something that's on your heart, uh, feel free, brother. Yeah. Oh, I just think, and I don't want to, you know, repeat anything I said, but it's like just kind of going at it with that mindset of knowing that the enemy is going to come after you. And if you look in um, the very, you know, the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, you see throughout the first um, three chapters, whenever the, the, whenever God was mentioned in the, in the first four chapters or three, I think it's first three chapters, it says, Lord God. So it says, and the Lord God did this, the Lord God did that, the Lord created this, the Lord God created that. And it says Lord God every, every time that his name is mentioned. The very first time that the snake, the serpent comes to Eve, um, he said, he asks her the question, like to eat of the fruit or whatever. And obviously I'm paraphrasing here, but she says, you know, um, we're, we're, we can eat of anything, but not of the tree of the, the knowledge of good and evil. And he says back to her, but did God really say that? And he took the title that God rightfully had given himself because he was Lord over everything. He took that title away and downplayed God to her right there. And, and her response was God. Like she didn't say Lord God. Like she responded back to him by saying, like giving God the title, just God. Like she didn't say the Lord God said that we couldn't do this. You know, she just said God back. And so just understanding that the beginning of time, uh, Satan has tried to downplay God, has tried to downplay just the authority and the power that God has. And if you look also in that verse, I mean, in the, in that first couple of chapters, God has, has said, I'm going to create man and I'm going to give him dominion over the, over the world. Right. And so you think about that. We have dominion over this world. One of the reasons why the, why Satan hates us as much as he does was because the world was his, right? Earth was his. Jesus said, like, I was there when Lucifer was kicked out of heaven onto earth, right? And so, like, think about it this way. Like, if you're hanging out in your house and some dude comes in and says, now this is my house now, like, you're not going to like that, right? right? And so, like, that's how Satan feels about us. Not only will he never be redeemed for his actions of him thinking he could take the place of God, he hates us because we have been given dominion over this place and he doesn't want us to know it. So he wants us to feel like we're in a place of we're behind the eight ball. The world is going to hate you. There's going to be trials and tribulations. You're not going to be able to get through it. But it's like, no, we have dominion. And it's, and it's not because of us. It's because before the foundations of the earth were laid, the lamb had already been slain. That's what it says in Revelations. I think it's chapter 13. Before the foundations of the earth, the lamb had already been slain. Like this stuff has already happened and the enemy doesn't want us to know it. He doesn't want us to realize that we have dominion. He doesn't want us to realize that we have power over anything that comes at us. Because like it says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when we have the Holy Spirit power inside of us, nothing that the enemy can throw at us can stop us because we have the ultimate trump card. We have the Lord God of the universe, the creator of every single thing in this world of all time. He holds time and the world in his hands. Like he loves us so much that he says, you know what? Yeah, I see whatever struggles that they're going through. I see all the sins that they're going to, to, to do. I see all of the disrespect that they're going to give me. I see that when I send my son down there to save them from their sins, they're still going to reject him in that time. But yet I'm still going to send him down there because I love them so much 
then I'm going to give them a chance. I'm not going to force them. I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to give them free will. If they choose to believe in me and they choose to put their faith in me, I'm going to give them that chance. So it's just like fully understanding the price that Jesus paid, but not only the price, like the power that he gave us because of the price that he paid, you know, and just living in that and not living in defeat, not living in feeling like Satan is just this great, almighty, all-powerful being, because that's the lie that he wants us to think. Like, yeah, God does win in the end, but it's going to be a close race. No, it's not a close race. It's not close at all. Like it's a landslide. And understanding that we have been adopted, like it says, I think it's in John 15, 16, like we are chosen. So it's like, understand that and walk in it. Don't live under the yoke of slavery. Like I said earlier in Galatians 5, live in freedom, live in victory, because he paid that price for us. So we need to like take advantage of that. Wow. Hmm. Man, I knew this was going to be good. Praise, <laughs> praise God, man. He's, he's so much better to us than we, than we deserve. And I, I mean, I, I just, like I said, I was complaining the other day because I was, wasn't getting enough sleep and it's like, dude, like I don't have anything to complain about. You know, he is so much better to me than I deserve. Yeah. And just the disrespect I show him all the time. And yet he still calls me son, like the disrespect, like the, the things that I know are wrong. And I still do like Paul talks about in Romans. Like he does the things that he doesn't want to do, even though he knows he's not supposed to do them. And it's like, you know, these, these struggles that we have, it's not unique to us. Like this has been going on throughout history. And Jesus still said, you know what? I'm still going to come and die for you and give you a chance. I know that you're going to struggle with something. You could struggle with something for 20 years, but you know what? I'm still going to give you a chance. I'm still going to die for you. I'm still here. I love you no matter what my grace and my mercy is new every single day. Yeah. And I mean, even us waking up, man, is a gift. And I know like, it, yeah, dude, our behind that because literally we just deserve to die in our sleep and go to hell. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's ultimately it. And, and yeah. every single day that we wake, that we get to wake up um, is a gift. And mm -hmm. so important, you know, and, and, but we still continue to, <laughs> you know, just spit on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Wow. Thank you so much, dude. This was this was encouraging to me. Um, this was powerful. And I, I, I know that this is, this is gonna, this is gonna touch somebody's heart. So thank you so much for coming on here and, and, and speaking with me, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been a blast. Like I said, at the beginning, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So me too, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, to your listener, sorry. I probably talked to you off. They're probably saying, where's Cody in this episode? This dude won't shut up, but man, um, thank you oh. for uh, having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram. I mean, I have Facebook and I have TikTok. It's all Call to Act podcast. Um, it's all one word. And I have YouTube as well. Um, if you just search Call to Act podcast. And I try to um, post every single day on my story on Instagram. And I'm, I, the, I feel like the Lord is telling me, too, that I, like, I need to show more attention to not just Instagram, but to the other platforms as well in terms of not just posting so much on one. So I'm trying to be consistent on all platforms where I'm posting like, you know, material on all three things because you never know who it's going to reach and who might need it in that day. Mm -hmm. So like I try to post at least a verse. I want anytime somebody, if they come across my page, if they click my story, I want there to always be a Bible verse on there all the time. 
And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, if you, if you look at me on Instagram, hopefully if you look at my story now, you know, so, um, yeah, it's just all one word called act podcast. And then, um, if you wanted to reach out to me personally, my email is Donovan L Jones, 1994 at gmail.com. And that's Donovan D O N O V A N. A lot of people have trouble spelling my name, but, um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. That's awesome, man. Well, brother, um, I think that's good. I think, I think the Lord definitely led this conversation. So, um, that's it. And, uh, I will talk to you soon, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah. We need to get you on mine. We need to get you on call decked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Looking forward to it, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you again. Thanks again, brother. See you. Mm-hmm.